Well, greetings and praise the Lord, beloveds. I greet you once again on another Thursday. Welcome once again to another edition of our New Testament Word Walk that comes from the St. James Missionary Baptist Church of Rocky Mount, North Carolina. I pray and trust as always that all is well with you and yours on this blessed Thursday morning. And I'm certainly grateful and thankful to have this opportunity to connect with you as we continue in our study of Paul's letter to his servant Philemon, operating under the theme, the favor of forgiveness. I pray and trust by now you've got your study materials, you're ready to dive in. Uh, we are excited. We left off, it's safe to say, we left off at a very high moment in our study of the word of God as Paul began to talk with Philemon with regards to Onesimus, his runaway slave. So I need you all to get ready to dive into the word of God with me. Let's get ready to walk through God's word together. I want to ask you now to make sure that you have everything ready and prepared. Let's get ready to receive some nuggets of truth from God's holy word. Join me now and let's pray together if you will. Heavenly Father, we come before you now telling you thank you, God. Thank you for this day. Thank you for our life. Thank you for health. Thank you for strength. Thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, and your love toward us. How you continue to look beyond our every fault and supply every one of our needs. God, we are so blessed. We are so thankful for everything you continue to do for us. God, we are so undeserving of your goodness. We are so undeserving of your grace. As a matter of fact, God, as the more we look back at it and the more we think about it, the more we cannot help but be thankful and grateful. So God, I pray now as always for clarity of speech and clarity of thought as we prepare to walk through your word. I pray now that you will allow your word to come to life to us and through us, oh God. Give us clarity of speech and clarity of thought. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name, we pray and praise. Amen, amen, and amen. To God be all of the glory. Listen, listen, I don't wanna waste any time. I am so excited about getting back into our study of this particular letter, of Paul's letter to his servant Philemon. Last week, we dealt with his courtesy. His usual greeting is found in verses one, two, and three. And then we talked about the fact that Paul spent time talking about Philemon's good qualities, the things that he was grateful for as it related to Philemon, his faith. He was grateful for his wealth, his love for the saints, his positive interaction with the people of God. And we left off talking about Paul's counsel. That's where we left off. We began dealing with Paul's counsel as it related to Onesimus. Now, you remember last week when we began this discussion and we talked about this, we were beginning to talk about the fact that Paul said that he could have really enforced some authority, some apostolic authority based on the fact that he was an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ and an apostle of the Lord's church. He could have really forced and really been forceful with it. But instead, he chose to do something else. Paul said that he chose to approach him as a brother, to make an appeal to Philemon as a brother relating to Onesimus. He basically says from prison, uh, we left off at verse 12 last week, where he appeals to him. 
for Onesimus, who he describes as one of his spiritual sons because he met Paul in Rome and gave his life to Christ and therefore was identified as a spiritual son. He also talked about a play on the name of Onesimus. If you remember, we talked about this last week. Onesimus's name in the Greek comes from a Greek word that simply means useful. And it is there that we began to see, know, and understand that Paul says to Philemon, he was once useless to you, but now he is useful to me. But I am sending him back to you. That's where we left off with Paul sending him back. We left off talking about following the example of Christ as it related to being uh, forgiving. Remember, we said last week that you cannot be forgiven until you can learn how to be forgiving. And you cannot be forgiving until you first learn what it means to forgive. We talked last week and made sure that we understood that forgiveness simply means that we're going to reinstate. We're going to bring ourselves back to a right relationship with people. We're basically going to act as if what has been done was not done. That that takes a level of faith, trust and God's power and presence over us to be able to forgive people. We left off talking about Jesus's teaching as he taught on prayer, saying to them that if you forgive me and their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you your trespasses. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, your heavenly father will not forgive you your trespasses. We have to see the importance of following the example of Christ. We're in point three of our handout, and we're going to continue to resume there uh, as we look at letter 3B of the handout. That's where we're going to pick up, and we're going to continue to travel. I believe, as the Lord shall say the same, we will be able to wrap up our discussion of uh, the book of Philemon or the letter of Philemon. I want to begin today by reading verses 11 through 20. Because in verses 11 through 20, what we find are Paul sharing counsel, providing to Philemon three requests that he has with regards to receiving his runaway slave. All right. Let's 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 begin. Let's begin at verse. I said verse 11, but let me begin at verse 12, reading through verse 20. And we're going to walk through those verses together. Philemon, one chapter. Uh, one, one chapter, beginning at verse 12, English Standard Version says, I'm sending him back to you, sending my very heart. I would have been glad to keep him with me in order that he might serve me on your behalf during my imprisonment for the gospel. But I preferred to do nothing without your consent in order that your goodness might not be by compulsion, but of your own accord. For this perhaps is why he was parted from you for a while, that you might have him back forever, no longer as a bondservant, but more than a bondservant, as a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. So if you consider me your partner, receive him as you would receive me. If he has wronged you at all or owes you anything, 
charge that to my account. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it to say nothing of your owing me, even your own self. Yes, brother, I want some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ. Now, remember, we left off last week in verse eight. Paul said that he could not, he could have rather used his authority as an apostle and command Philemon to do what was right. But based on the basis of love, following the example of Christ, caring about their relationship, instead of using an authoritative approach, he used an appeal. Remember we said last week that forgiveness has to be about our approach, how we approach a thing. Forgiveness also has to be about our appeal, how we interact and how we reach people in an honest format. Well, in today's lesson, we're going to see that there are three requests, but there's a very powerful principle that I need to share with you as it relates to forgiveness, reinstatement, restoration of our brothers and our sisters. In verses 11 through 14, the first request, letter 3B, point number one under letter 3B, the first request was Philemon to send Onesimus back. That's the first request. That's the first request. Paul basically says, that Onesimus' new status in Christ matches his name. In other words, because he has a new relationship with God, what was once useless to you, Philemon, can now be useful to you. What's the point? The point that I believe that this says to us here is that when a person renews their life and gives their life to Christ and seeks forgiveness, we should be able to look past their uselessness and see their usefulness. There is good in each and every one of us. There is good in each and every person we come in contact with. Watch what I'm about to say. There is still good even in a sinner. Even though a sinner may have done something that separates him from God, there has got to be something good in him for God to continue to bestow grace to him despite his sin. And that's what Paul is basically saying to Philemon. Philemon, please understand that Onesimus may have done something wrong. Onesimus may have messed up, but you've got to see the good in him. And that's the favor of forgiveness. The favor of forgiveness allows us to see the good in people despite what they have done. See, the reality of it is, beloveds, all of us are, are imperfect creatures. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Isn't that what the word of God says? But the word of God also points out to us that when we confess our sins, he is faithful. He is just to not only forgive us of our sins, but he's also kind enough to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. God doesn't just forgive us, but God acts as if we never did the wrong. And when we are following the example of Christ, 
in our attitude and in our appeal and in our approach, that's when we are able to receive people despite what they have done. That's the whole point. Point number two, he says in verses 15 and 16, not only do you need to receive him, but I also want you to make Onesimus a free man. He says, look there, look there, look there at verse, at verse 15. This is the reason why he got away from you, Philemon. He got away from you before God, watch this, to not only change your attitude and to change your approach and to change your appeal, but now, Philemon, I need you to change your view of Onesimus. Look at it. He said, this is why he parted from you from a while, that you might have him back forever. Paul would like for Onesimus to stay and serve him. But he said, I, look at verse 12, I'm sending him back to you, sending my very heart. Mm-hmm. Why? He does not want to obligate his friend without consent. According to verse 14, he said, I preferred to do nothing without your consent in order that your goodness might be by compulsion, might not be by compulsion. In other words, I don't want you to feel like I'm telling you to do something. I don't want you to feel like you have to do it. I want you to be led by your own heart. I want you to be led by your own heart. You know, it makes me think about something that my parents used to do with us growing up. You know, they would tell us that we are wrong. But my dad would always say to me, I'm not going to tell you what to do. But this is your life. You've got to make the decision. People of God, that's what forgiveness does for us. Forgiveness allows us the opportunity to operate. Watch what I'm about to say with our hearts more so than with our heads. Because y'all, with our heads, we know what we should do. We know what's right. We know what's wrong. But if your heart ain't in it, beloveds, if it's not done from the heart, if forgiveness is not from the heart, it is nothing. Amen. It's got to be done from the heart. In verses 17 through 20, he says to him, listen, I need you to take, he takes it a step further. And he says to him, look, if you consider me a partner, I need you to receive Onesimus as you would receive me. Now, y'all, here is the thing that caught my attention the more I studied this. The thing that caught my attention here is that took a level of faith that Paul celebrates Philemon for in the first place. Because if you remember last week, we talked about how Paul said to Philemon, I'm thankful to God and I'm always praying because your faith to fellowship, your ability to share and fellowship with brothers and sisters is being spread all over the church. The church is being helped. The people are being helped. So now he is basically making an appeal to Philemon, watch this, based on what he does among the church folk. Y'all missed a place to shout because I declare that's a preaching point right there. Let's make sure that we find favor in forgiveness by showing folk outside of the church the same love, the same affection, the same attention that we show folk in church. 
I've never understood why we can be so holy and so sanctimonious in church, but so nasty and so mean outside of church. Amen. We got to make sure that we are constantly, as Paul says about Philemon, that we are constantly representing God correctly. People ought to see the Christ in you in Walmart just as much as they see it in the sanctuary. Amen. Verse 17 through 20, he says, if you consider me your partner, receive him as you would receive me. Watch what he says. So much so that if he's wronged you, he owes you anything, charge that to me. I'll cover it. I'll repay it. You know, thus Philemon treats Onesimus the same way that he would treat Paul. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a very powerful principle that I got to share here with you. Very powerful principle here. The powerful principle here that I see in the word of God is we must show the same level of kindness, care, and compassion to those who are outside of Christ, those who have wronged us, those who have offended us, to those who love us and we love them. There's proof of that in scripture. Look with me real quick at Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. Let's go over there real quick. Matthew chapter 25 and look with me at verse number 40 real quick. Matthew chapter 25, verse number 40. This is the parable that Jesus taught his disciples about the, the final judgment. And in that particular place, you remember that he said that he would receive those who received others, right? Remember he said that I was hungry. You gave me meat. I was thirsty. You gave me drink. I was in trouble. You came to see about me. I was in prison. You visited me. And the disciples asked, when did we see you like this? When did we see you in trouble? When did we see you like this? And Jesus responds to them. Verse 40. And the king will answer them. Truly, I say unto you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it. To me. In other words, as the King James Version renders it, in as much, despite the, the, the faults and the failures, just as much as you are willing to receive someone who loves you, just as much as you are willing to receive someone in the body of Christ, you must be willing to do the same thing. And Paul tells Philemon in verse 18, look, if he's wronged you in any way, he owes you anything, let charge that to me. Charge that to me. You know, forgiveness basically says that we must be willing to look after one another. Mm-hmm. Dr. Dr. Tony Evans said in so many words, Paul is basically saying to Philemon, look, charge Onesimus' debt to me. I love him so much that I'll stand in his place. You can put what he owes on my tab. And what does this is a reflection of? This is a reflection of the same love and forgiveness that Christ shows us. Jesus paid it all. All to him we owe. Sin has left a crimson stain, but he washed it whiter than snow. Here's the thing that really, the powerful point that I got to show you. 
Here's the thing that caught my attention in Paul's counsel. Did you all not notice letter C of the handout under point three? Paul never told Philemon to forgive Onesimus for anything. Paul never told Philemon to forgive Onesimus. He just said, receive him. He said to the point, if you value our relationship, receive him. If he's done anything wrong, charge it on me. I'll cover it. But he never sought or told Philemon to forgive Onesimus. You want to know why? Forgiveness is a matter of the heart. I want to say that again. Forgiveness, it's right here. Forgiveness is a matter of the heart. Look at verse 14. I preferred to do nothing without your consent in order that your goodness might not be by compulsion. Lord have mercy. I want to make sure that it is done by your willingness to do it. Point D under letter three. Forgiveness is not only a matter of the heart, but forgiveness is a matter of consent over compulsion. In other words, you got to want to forgive people. The favor in forgiveness comes in wanting to do it, to want to make it right, to want to be right. You know, here recently, here, here recently of late, First Lady and I have been watching this, this television show called Bar Rescue. I'm sure some of you have probably seen it, where, where this gentleman goes in and, and visits various bars and restaurants that are suffering and struggling and about near closure. And he goes in and he offers some tips and some tools and often does a renovation to help them really restart and get back up on their feet. Recently, we watched an episode where an owner and a manager were at odds, fighting and feuding because one wanted to do it one way and the owner wanted to do it another. And basically, the gentleman had to go in and have both of them to understand, guess what? If this is going to be successful, you guys need each other. You guys have got to work together. People of God, that's what forgiveness does. He even went so far as to say to the, to the manager, look, whatever it is, let's work it out. Let's come together. Don't walk away from your future. And I want to tell you something, people of God. Don't walk away from your future by failing to forgive. Don't walk away from your destiny by failing to forgive. Don't get caught in the trap of bitterness because you fail to forgive. You've got to learn how to reinstate some people. You've got to learn how to look past their wrong. And it must be a matter of compelling. You must be willing to do it. Forgiveness is a matter of consent over compulsion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at this. Look at this. We go a little bit further. Letter E. Because what we also see here is this. Look at this. God will sometimes use man's evil intentions for good. Man's evil intentions for good. Look at the good that comes out of it. If Philemon is willing to forgive him and receive him, 
Look at this, y'all. Look at what happens. If Philemon is willing to receive him and accept him, look past his wrong and give him another chance, look at what happens. What ends up happening is, is what is meant for evil, God works it for our good. I can't help but really challenge your thinking for a minute. Let me challenge your thinking. Can you imagine what would have happened if Onesimus had never run into Paul in Rome? Can you imagine what would have happened if he had been a runaway slave and by virtue of him being a runaway slave, he could have, Philemon could have put out something on him and had him killed because he was a runaway slave? Do y'all see what forgiveness will do? Forgiveness will not only reinstate, but forgiveness restores. I've seen forgiveness repair relationships. Sometimes, beloved, it's just as simple as having a conversation. Sometimes it's just as simple as sharing your heart. And let me say this to somebody. You can't seek forgiveness if you don't want to communicate. You can't make it right if you don't want to sit down and talk. Look, you offended me. You hurt me. This, was, this didn't sit right with me. Do y'all believe that many times a whole lot of misunderstandings come from miscommunications or a lack of not communicating? See, we got to learn how to just sit down and talk to one another. People of God, sometimes you just got to learn how to sit down and talk to people. Sometimes the word, as the word of God teaches us in all of our getting, get an understanding. Don't sit around bitter. Amen. Don't, don't sit around angry. Don't, don't walk away from the church because you don't understand. Don't get mad because things didn't happen like you think they should have happened. And please, for God's sake, watch these negative folk who try to get in your ear that it was done to hurt you. Oh, God, I'm teaching here this morning. We got to realize that it's a matter of making it right. Letter F, we must learn how to accept others the way we want to be accepted. That's what forgiveness is. If it were me, how would I want to be received? If it were me, how would I want to react? Here's the thing that I need to close out with. And I told you this was going to be a short lesson. Onesimus is a real life example of the parables of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Verse 17. If you consider me your partner, receive him as you would receive me. If he's wronged you at all or owes you anything, charge that to my account. Two parables in particular I want to highlight. The first one is the prodigal son that's recorded in Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. He sends him back. He sends Onesimus back, much like the prodigal son returned to his father and said to his father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. Mm-hmm. Jesus took on every sinful debt that we owed and he forgave us by telling God, charge it to my account.
charge it to my account. Why? In verse 19, Paul tells Philemon, look, you owe him this. You owe him this. To say nothing of your owing me, even your own self. Paul says to Philemon, he reminds Philemon, look, remember how we did you. Remember how when you messed up, somebody came for you. Somebody loved you enough. See, people of God, we need to remember sometimes that we good Christians, we haven't always done it right. Somebody had to forgive us. Somebody had to look past our mistakes. Somebody had to love us despite us. The only way that we're going to get to that next place is we must be willing to show that same level of love, kindness, and compassion to others. Amen. Amen. And so much so that he asked God, he asked God, letter H, I'm coming back to letter G, letter H, he asked God to refresh his heart. Look, 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 he asked God to do for Philemon what Philemon had done for so many others. Go back to verse seven. For I have derived much joy and comfort from your love, my brother, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. So now, God, I need you to do for Philemon what Philemon has done for members of the church. You know what that says to me, beloveds? This is what that says to me. Sometimes the quickest path to forgiving others is finding the strength to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Whether we've done wrong like Onesimus or been wrong like Philemon, we need to make sure that we are always ready for reconciliation. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is a divine condition for experiencing kingdom authority. Think about the unforgiving servant. Point number two under letter G is the other parable that I wanted to reference. Think about the unforgiving servant. Mm-hmm. Look at the unforgiving servant. Remember how he owed the debt and they were ready to throw him in jail and he prayed for mercy and the person he owed the debt to gave him mercy, but then he turns right around and finds somebody who owed much less than he owed. And he was ready to have them thrown into jail to the point that when the man found out about it, he became so angry that he rescinded his mercy. Anybody seeing where I'm going here? If you are going to be forgiving, you must learn how to practice forgiveness. Look past the failures and the mistakes of others as somebody did it for you. That's the favor in forgiveness. The favor in forgiveness allows me to look past your wrongdoing. Why? Somebody did it for me. And remember the old principle that's found in the word of God. Whatsoever a man soweth, that he shall also reap. You want the favor of forgiveness, beloved? Learn how to be forgiving. What are you saying to me, pastor? Find the strength to let it go. Gosh, I, I, I thank God for this lesson today. Find the strength to let it go. 
find the strength to basically follow the example and the teaching of Jesus. Find the strength to love people despite how they hurt you. Find the strength, the strength, the strength. And please hear what I'm about to say. That strength that you don't necessarily have on your own. It takes the power of God to do it. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of this letter. That's the whole point of this letter. Whether we did wrong, whether we've been wronged, or, fair, or fall into the position of having to mediate between those who have been wronged and have done wrong. In any matter of position, we must be ready for reconciliation. Let's make it right. And I close today by simply saying to somebody, I told you it was a short lesson. I close today by simply saying to somebody today, I challenge you, make it right. Some of, you, some of you watching me right now have been wronged by people. But instead of talking to the person who did you wrong, you talking to everybody else. That doesn't accomplish anything. Some of you have been offended by people. But instead of talking to the one who offended you, you have now become the offender by talking to somebody who doesn't have anything to do with it. You may be mad at a person. You may be mad at a person and you are mad at a person and instead of approaching that person and saying, listen, we need to talk about this. You have instead proceeded to talk to other folks about it. Remember the old saying, two wrongs don't ever make it right. Let me wrap it up. Let me wrap it up. Let me wrap it up. In verses 23 through 25, Paul gives his final greetings. Point four, Paul's conclusion. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends greetings to you. And so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Let me back up and do verses 21 and 22 because Paul concludes with this. Philemon, confident of your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I say. I'm confident, Philemon, that you will forgive Onesimus and do more. You will restore him to brotherhood and do more. Makes me think about the late Reverend S. Truett Cathy, who is the founder and the original owner of Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A was built on the principle of second mile service. In other words, if a man asks you to walk a mile, you walk two miles. If he asks for your coat, you give him your coat and your cloak. If he slaps you on one side, you turn the other cheek. What are you saying to me, Pastor? Find the favor that is found in forgiving, reconciling. Some of us right now need to find some people and say, look, if I've done, said, or thought anything against you, please forgive me. Watch what I'm about to say. And some of us need to find some more people and say, you hurt me, you offended me, you said some things, but I will not hold it over your head. 
I forgive you. And beloveds, thus we have concluded our study of our first book in the New Testament word walk, the letter of Paul to Philemon, finding the favor in forgiveness. So now the question has asked, where do we go from here? <laughs> where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Someone said to me, Pastor, since you have dealt with Philemon, and Philemon was a member of the Colossian church, why not take a moment to discuss the book or the letter of Paul to the church at Colossae? So next week, if the Lord shall say the same, we're going to dive in to the book, the writing of Paul, the letter of Paul to the Colossian church. Next week, we'll do our quick overview. We'll set the stage for our study. Once again, it is a relatively short letter, only four chapters in it, um, about five or six things that we really want to talk about where we really deal with the fact that we are developing kingdom people. That's our discussion. That's what we're going to talk about. Developing kingdom people. What does it look like to become a person of the kingdom? Going to be an exciting time of sharing. As always, beloved, if you have any questions uh, from today's lesson, from the letter of Paul to Philemon, please place those in the comment section. Um, if you are joining us, whether you're joining us Thursday morning or Thursday evening, I'm happy to let you know that we are behind the scenes and uh, we will be found answering your questions to the best of our ability. I tell you the truth, beloveds, I, I, those of you who know me as a preacher pastor know that I love teaching the word of God. I absolutely love teaching the word of God because there is so much that we can pull out. Um, someone recently said to me, uh, Pastor, whether you know it or not, there is a lot of teaching even in your preaching. To God be the glory. But I love formats like this where, you know, for a period of time, we can dive in and dig out and present the message of the Lord. So I pray today that something has been said throughout this study of this letter to Philemon. And I pray that as we continue to walk through uh, the New Testament books of the Bible. It's my heart's desire and my prayer that we are helping us to understand not only who we are and whose we are, but who we are destined to be because of Jesus Christ. I definitely want you to stay tuned and stick with us. Remember the remainder of events that are happening throughout the rest of this week. Uh, we love to see you on Sunday morning as we worship the Lord together. Don't forget, uh, Sunday school begins in person at 9.15. Cyber Sunday school begins at 9 o'clock. Worship begins at 10.30. We would love to see you in place as we walk through the word of God together. Kind Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this opportunity and this privilege to share with you people. God, I thank you for the word. Thank you for the richness of your word. Thank you for the reward of your word. Thank you for the power of your word. God, I pray today that you will help us to become more forgiving. Help us to become more loving. Teach us how to love people where they are and receive them where they are. Help us to show more grace, more kindness, more compassion to your people. 
for these things and so much more, God, we give you praise, honor, and glory now and always. It is in the name of Jesus we pray and we praise. Amen, amen, and amen. God's blessings be upon you is our prayer. Thank you for joining me. It is my will, but it's got to be the will of God that we are together again next Thursday as we continue our walk through the New Testament. Excited to engage with you in Paul's letter to the Colossian church next week. Get ready to join us as we talk about developing kingdom people. Until next Thursday, be blessed, beloveds, and know as always, we love you all.